This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey everybody, welcome to Love About Town, a podcast where two brown nerds navigate dating, sex, and relationships in New York City. As always, you have me, your host, Kenise Mobley, and... Your boy Rohan, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. This week we have the wonderful, the talented Josh Gondelman as our guest. We talk about acceptable hairstyles for bald men, masculinity and taking care of yourself, and the challenges of resuming pre-pandemic life. And now, without further delay... Josh Gondelman, everybody. Uh, <laughs> listeners, you missed a great conversation about yeah. bald men, the nods that they should be giving each other, the solidarity head, head that the community should be forming. Mm-hmm. What do you think is standing in the way of bald solidarity? I have some thoughts. No, I want to hear. I think my first thought is is that a lot of people don't accept that they're bald. A lot of That's men don't want to <laughs> accept that they are, you know, and as being someone who took a very long time to accept that they were follically challenged, you know, they, uh, I, uh, it takes a while, and people like do the comb over, or they just let their hair grow, and it's just very obvious that. Your sound has completely cut off, Rohan. I think the internet, maybe, have you pissed off a bald engineer, potentially? How about now? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Actually, what happened it was- went on mute for a he, second. He anyway, met, the point- He met the, another bald guy on the street and, and bumped into him, <laughs> and he pointed at his hair and went, thinner. Thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Just calling them out. We need to do, there needs to be a, a, a nod to like, you know, whatever, to, to acknowledge that you're with the bald brethren, but there needs to be another nod to acknowledge that you are bald. What is the nod to acknowledge that you are bald, but you haven't accepted it yet? I think the point. <laughs> I think the point. point. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you whisper and you point and then you whisper and you, you do a little whisper like you're bald or I like I like the point and then the nod. The point. It's like because it's like you, you're yeah. like me. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. putting it on the other guy. <laughs> but yeah, I, so many men have refused to accept that they're bald. Oh, I saw the worst and I think I think this person I've seen them several times in Boston, but every time I see them, I'm like, they they how do they not know they've done a comb over see but it's not just a comb over from one side of their head to the other side of the head they have done a comb over where they've also shaped a beard line out of it so imagine a ponytail to the front but just like trimmed in such a way as to suggest both hair up top (laughs) like bangs like swoop it all the way to the side let it grow full length and make it a like almost a chin strap beard. He doesn't have it coming over his lip because I think he doesn't know how, but this person like Wait, would. And they're doing it earnestly. Yes. This they're is... in the world. It's not and a it joke. It was on a bus, yes. How do you know this person? I don't know him. It's like a person who lives near Davis Square, I imagine, because that's where I've seen them. But oh, yeah, just wow. like a full around business. And I was this... like, no. This hair, this is the worst haircut I've ever heard of. Yeah, <laughs> right. Where I, like you look and then you're like, 
it's so something's bad. wrong it's oh so, no it's so bad i feel bad making fun of it because it sounds like it must be religious or something. Yeah. <laughs> there's something deeper that like like that is an ultimate sign that there's some uh, issue in your life that you haven't addressed or there is an issue that you addressed but you addressed it in the wrong way mm-hmm. and that's the way that you addressed it you know yeah. you got it that's wild i had i I saw it, but like out of the corner of your eye, you're like, and that's what this person's banking on. I think out of the corner of your eye, you're just like, oh, that guy's hair looks weird. Wait a second. Like that sort of situation. I do think that there has to be a mental thing, which is why I was like, I'm not going to like tell this man. What if he like, he goes crazy because he's, his mind is broken. He can't accept the truth and he's got to stab me. No. He He has to. to Can't be an accident. (laughs) The wind just did that to his face real quick. Every day. Yeah. Sorry, I got caught in one of those a swirling breeze. Or it'd just be really funny if he's in front of the mirror every morning. He has like a hair dryer and he has to like, that's how he does it. There's gotta be gel or something. Like hair doesn't naturally just stick down to your face like that. Now the vibe of this person, Mm -hmm. is it like an older man hanging on to something? Or is it like a, excuse the term, but like a hipster making an aggressive styling move that's like, nobody's doing this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i trying to remember exactly. It was a thin man, younger than you would expect. So okay. like he had to be at oldest mid like to late thirties. And there was something about him. I don't know if he was like, he, he had, I, I don't love the term, but crazy eyes. Is there a more PC way of saying that? Where you're like, like, like an off. intense intense look in his eyes yeah. yes does he have big eyes no they're like squinty it's like, oh, okay. like 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 he's up to something like i don't i don't know i'm not describing this well and it sounds like mm-hmm. maybe i'm saying something bad about a culture people i'm not this man was just a squinty eyed creep with a comb around not just a comb over mm-hmm. but this is not who no, we're talking to, about men now, who are bald. Okay, so if you're a bald and a man, you can't. That's not a good hairstyle to have. Let's, don't do let's, it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's particularly controversial. Not a good. Now, Josh, how do you feel about the bald ponytail? <laughs> do you go to Renaissance festivals or <laughs> jazz now, concerts? It's a real uh, jazz look. It's a real <laughs> jazz. Very look. Very jazzy look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very jazz. It. I can't not think of. Um, Tim Heidecker's character in that yes. one, I think you should leave sketch. Yeah. Like, even though I don't think he's like that bald, but that is what like mm-hmm. bald, like, unless you're, I feel like that look kind of peaked with Ringo Starr and George Carlin. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I and always think of George Carlin when I think of the bald ponytail. Bald ponytail. Just if you've never played Mr. Conductor on Shining Time Station, <laughs> that's not a good look for Both you. of them have played Mr. Conductor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember any of Shining Time Station, but men are still doing this and they're positioning their heads and i say this from dating profiles they're positioning their heads in a way so that you can't see the ponytail until like a last photo and you're like wait 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 okay that's wrong that's, that's wrong. wrong agreed 100 wrong because if you have a ponytail and that's your style and you feel comfortable and confident like look don't let me tell you how to style your hair but <laughs> don't hide it definitely I, I, don't hide it it's because that's what you look like mm-hmm like you you're you can't hide it in real life and like you've chosen it it's not something that happened to you you've Thank chosen you. the ponytail so yeah. like let it like you your first 
picture on a dating site if you're a bald guy with a ponytail she'd be like in profile ponytail <laughs> point of view while you ride a pony to like really drive the point home that this is yes a made. <laughs> a bald ponytail I, thank you I, pony. i'm gonna put these rules out there for the world to while know. listening, listening to, to pony, pony. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes fully agree we're there together. I love it. They have video <laughs> things in Tinder, I think. Yeah, just put now, the music here's in my take on a ball pony. I really like it. I mm. can't do it. My hair doesn't grow that way. It, it doesn't grow enough. But I think it's a really, you know how like men think it's cool to wear a hat? Like ball guys think it's cool to wear a hat, like a fedora. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, right? And that can, that comes off like real douchey a lot. Some men can pull it off. Like, like there are a few men that can do it. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it comes off that like you're either like you either own an acoustic guitar and are waiting for like the college open mic or like, you know, you are a magician. Mm-hmm. I love magicians, but that's not always the look you want to come off with. See, so stolen valor, honestly. Stolen valor. <laughs> exactly. It's that exactly. and satin vests. Okay. If you're doing mm-hmm. the hat, you're stealing valor. If you're wearing a satin vest, you have outside of a wedding, you are pretending to be a magician in my opinion yep. mm-hmm. that's very part of the magician look so wait what is what does a ponytail communicate to you i'm i'm genuinely curious as to why you like this it's just interesting because no one really has one and like yes it's associated with george carlin like bad jazz and like tim heidecker or whatever but if enough like remember like the i cannot believe like the hitler mustache came back before the bald ponytail what where wait 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 where did the hitler mustache come back when in November, happen? like two Michael years ago, Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan a, has what? a Hitler mustache. All these soccer players in Europe have the Hitler mustache. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and like they all like there was like a summer. No, sorry, there was a November two years ago where everyone was shaving like their mustache really short. Like interesting, this. it came I, back for a second. It was I, I've seen like just a mustache, and it like it's it's compact. And it's like, hey, I maybe ride motorcycles in the 70s and have gay sex in bushes, but it's not yeah. like, yeah, it's More not like a, too a thin. Freddie Mercury, Judas Priest. Yes. Kind of like, and these are, and these that's are, not, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's Freddie Mercury. That's different. <laughs> that's very different than, different Hitler, than the Hitler. Sure, yeah. Hitler. Yeah. Okay. I, Rohan, you're wrong. No, no. Freddie Mercury is different than Hitler, of course. Okay. <laughs> but my point, my overall point. I have got so many Wow. I'd be hard pressed to find similarities. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. They, if you could believe it, uh, listeners, email us some similarities between <laughs> Hitler. Um, I have a defense of the of bald it. ponytail. Okay. When, I it's, when it. it's out in the open, not when it's hidden. Because again, cool. I think that's yes, like, it has to be out in the open 100%. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think. It is like you're saying it's different than wearing kind of a fascinating hat because mm-hmm. a hat always feels like if, if, if you're a bald guy and this is I'm fully projecting there. Mm-hmm. I, like, and I wear a lot of hats outside because my head gets cold bald guy. But, <laughs> but you wear a baseball cap. That's baseball different. cap. Yes. If you wear like it's a different. style hat, especially mm-hmm. indoors. And it kind of feels like you're trying to hide what your head looks like. Mm-hmm. But if you grow a ponytail, that's just taking lemons and making let's say lemonade right it's like not great lemonade but it's not like salty lemonade hey it but it's like it's not it's not deceitful and it's Mm -hmm. it's like a it's a and it's not um 
it, it's an attempt at something, right? Like it's like, I, and I salute that. I think like when your personal style is to be like, I would like to look like this. Like, I think this is a good look for me rather than um, I'm trying to like kind of camouflage and look a different way. That's why I think like I was, you know, I was making fun of the the ponytail earlier and I do think it is a very like jazz mm -hmm. uh, aficionado look. But I, I think like, if that's some, if you're like, this is how I look my best and I'm proud of it. And I think it looks good. And I, you know, I uh, shampoo my hair and it's, it's lustrous and I've got this ponytail. Great. It, which to me is like a little different. Again, if you think you look best in a hat, that's mm -hmm. also good. But like when you're using it to be like, Oh, if I take off my hat, people will think differently of me. Oh yeah. That no. I think is like a, I think that's a troubling move because it shows like a, um, uh, an insecurity with like how you actually look to people and you have to take off a hat at some point. Yes. Yeah, you yeah do. exactly. You really do. I, I know at every party I go to, I sing the national anthem. So you do have to take off you your have hat yeah, that's when true. you're around me. Uh, so you just yeah. do it to see who else is bald and you give them the nods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, it's a trap. It's a trap. Exactly. It's a good trap. I like 100%. it. You have to tell me if you're yeah. a <laughs> It's like, you're like, oh, say it. Okay. There's some guy wearing like an Indiana Jones hat. Just like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like right up in his face. I'm like, and the rocket red burn. <laughs> Like, grudgingly him. takes it off. He's got like four wispy strands across the top, like Homer Simpson. <laughs> wait, if, oh, wait, the next time we can have a party, I want to see you do this so bad. <laughs> funniest. This is this is like truly one of the funniest ideas I've heard. This is so funny, Ron. Yeah, you see, just start singing the national anthem just to figure out who's ball. The and then you're like, well, hmm, maybe they don't. Maybe this isn't everyone's flag. You know, you're like. Oh, no, can <laughs> just like catch a, all of them like a Raptors game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a fantastic sketch. I will write it. You, I want you guys to be a part of the writing process. Stop I want to make it. it uh, when we can be in rooms together again. Oh, oh my gosh, no. it would just be the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> I was, I was gonna say that the reason I like the ball ponytail is because for for men, every dirtbag style has come back into vogue in some way in the past like five years like the like the long must the porn star mustache a lot of men have that now the hitler yeah. mustache came back like, i'm looking this up because i have not seen this you're saying it with all this confidence and i truly have not seen it but continue so why can, why not the ball ponytail <laughs> that's all because why okay here, okay here's my argument against if this okay, became a debate this is a lincoln's douglas style debate you guys had seven <laughs> minutes to communicate your affirmative argument i'm not going to take five minutes but i will say this the men that I have seen do the long ponytail are not the men who are like, oh my God, my hair is so lustrous. I take care of it super well. I comb it every day. I make sure that it's like doing something at all. No, it is a man where it has the wisps on the side that let you know that they've slept on it, that they sweat during the night and that they've done nothing. They simply woke up. They left the, the ponytail is still there and that's it. That's all that they have done. It looks like this is very specific and it's representative of my experience and maybe okay. mine alone. If you look at girls who've been to Girl Scout camp or horse girls from the early to mid 90s, they had that wispiness around the side that is okay for young people to have. But as an adult, it looks messy and tired. Oh, I know the wispiness yeah. you mean. Yes, yeah. thank you. The kind of wispiness of like, like my attitude towards my ponytail, set it and forget it. Yes, yes. exactly. 
Um, and it's like not combed all the way. So it just kind of like bends and angles. It's just, it's right. bad. Like it and looks, it looks, it looks like, like he's like a 40 year old dude who just got out of a rigorous cheerleading practice. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, I don't, I don't think so. No. Or it's very, very thin because it doesn't include like top hair. It's just sides hair. Mm. So it's quite thin. I don't, mm. and it just kind of sits like a, like a limp animal just sitting with now, this them. is a problem with male with bald men in general because we're so used to not keeping hair we don't have to do anything i don't want to I, do anything when i wake up it's true it's very easy yeah um i i only cut my hair or not only but like one sign that i have to cut my hair is when it takes more than like 15 seconds to shampoo because it's like yes around the sides ah. and I'm like, oh i gotta go yeah uh, i gotta go buzz this down and I think that's why you're seeing the wispiness, Kenise, because bald men were just like, why we don't have to take care of this. It'll just do like set it and forget it. Like you it's, said, Josh. It's mm -hmm. like um, it's like when you rent an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not why would I I don't have to I'm, take care I'm of not this? I'm gonna spend my money to paint <laughs> my time. No. But, okay, also as a man, and this is something I feel both about ponytails, but also very long beards, know that like a woman is near you. And if you this is whatever if you're having sex with that woman maybe sometimes you're on top of her and just like her having to negotiate mentally like what is in this beard is it falling on me is a terrorizing thing to do to a person I, and I, I yeah I think you've got to take care of it you got to keep mm -hmm. it clean you got to keep it smelling nice yeah mm -hmm. um, and I feel like you've got to it's got to be a um your dating situation you have to like find people that are okay with it and not just and i think this is about like however you look right you want people that you want to be with somebody that likes the way you look and and it finds you appealing and isn't just like oh i i like them but they have this one gross physical attribute like i just yes. can't stand their posture and it's like well then date someone else <laughs> mm -hmm. uh this is a this is a conversation i've had with my girlfriend where she's just like Look, this is weird, but your beard is too long, and I think it's when we like kiss or like when we're when we're having sex, it's giving my skin an allergic reaction. So you gotta shave because it's I'm allergic to you. <laughs> That's fair. That's that is fair so fair. To say. It's not just like, oh, your eyebrows are weird. No, she's like, <laughs> well, this is how the conversation starts because she's so nice. She's like, you know, I'm just noticing I've been having a lot more allergic reactions, and my skin's just like I don't know what it is. She clearly knows what it is, but she's just like, but she's just like, I don't know, man, I don't know. It could possibly be your beard. I don't know. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely gonna shave. And then like two days later, she's like, look, it's your beard. <laughs> oh, it's definitely funny. your beard. You gotta, you gotta shave it, which is fine. I have no, no issue with that. It's a very nice way, but it is also very funny to hear from your girlfriend that I am allergic to you. I'm, my face is allergic to your face. Yeah, my face is allergic to your face, exactly. That's happened. It happens. Mm -hmm. Some faces, allergens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some faces, <laughs> comma, allergens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good to find out early, though. I mean, to know that instead of just being like, well, I guess I just have to have bumpy lips and like, right, ooh. right, right, right. It's good to know. I, do you, I feel like I don't, again, I don't want to, or not again, for the first time on this podcast, but I, say it all the time, I don't want to be gendered about stuff that's not gendered, but I do think like maybe as a man, I feel like as, as a cisgendered man and, and a straight one at that, I feel like I was kind of socialized to just like 
let it ride a lot of yep. the time. So like if that was happening to me, if I was like, Ooh, I, my skin is really patchy uh, and, and like rough and, and feels irritated. I, my first impulse for like at least a week would be like, well, I guess my face just sucks now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. If that and 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 I don't want to put that say that there are no women like that or say that like it's intrinsic to men, but I definitely like I had uh like my dad almost cut his thumb off one time or you know deep cut in his thumb and yeah. my mom had to like like uh plead with him to go to the hospital where he was just like oh wrap it in paper towels it'll be fine in the morning paper towels had, like, numerous stitches oh like, yeah and that's I feel like to an extent that's the kind of of person i am and 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 i don't again don't mean to say that that is like an intrinsically male quality but it is like passed down consciously or unconsciously from my dad to me that's just like oh i've got the i have a headache i'm just gonna try to like lie down it's like we'll take medicine you don't like lose points if you take medicine and <laughs> yeah. lie down and it like doesn't count less when you feel better yeah Oh yeah, that no, that's definitely a male thing. That is absolutely like a the male thing. The medicine thing is a, also a weird Southern black person thing because ever the Southern is black it? people I know they're just like we don't trust medicine. If you're sick, don't take medicine. <laughs> and it's like there were also though no like home remedies. That, I mean, my <laughs> my parents never withheld medicine from me, and my dad nice. takes medicine. Like, <laughs> but but there is that thing of just like I feel like garbage. I'm just gonna like tough it out there's no like oh i'll whip up a pot of chicken soup and use that as an alternative remedy it's just like it's gonna feel bad until it doesn't it's like and even if he's never even if nobody's ever said that to me specifically that is something that i absorbed and have had to unlearn over the course of my life wow yeah no that makes sense this show is supported by state farm insurance is a part of any solid financial plan Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. My, I have, I, when I, I went, like, this is like six years ago, I went to like a music festival and I was on my feet for three straight days. Mm -hmm. And I had this like rash that developed on my foot and there was like swelling. And I was like in Barcelona. So I was like, well, I can't go to a doctor. I'm just going to ride this out until, and if in three weeks it's like this, I'm going to, uh, I'll just go to the doctor. And it ended up like being fine miraculously. Yep. Okay. Cut to Rohan? like, yep. As a person who's seen your feet. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's a human, it my feet are, my feet are human right crime. No, my feet are human okay. rights crime. That's, that's a different part of my foot is a human rights. Okay. Violation. I just wanted to make sure. Cause you're like, talking my about... feet pristine now they're totally fine this, like, no 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 this this affliction <laughs> this particular affliction okay, my toes are disgusting and they're they, they're I'm gross keep sending you articles about this i'm never gonna stop hoping <laughs> that your feet get better it's true you deserve better feet rohan you don't Thank have to look you. this way 
That's very That's kind beautiful. of you. The, yes. That's so beautiful. Kanise is always telling me I deserve better things, which is very nice. And I appreciate that very much. In in the way, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. Again, no, it's okay. In the way of that, I'm the, one of the most jealous I am of anything in entertainment that someone else has produced is the John Mulaney stand-up bit about having his then-girlfriend, now-wife, at, at the um, airline and him just, like, accepting any result. As, yeah. Like, I guess that's how it is. And her being like, but what if we just, like, asked if it could be better? And, like, that is truly – a uh, something about my relationship with my wife that is like so lovely and I appreciate about her because she's like so conscientious about just like oh this could feel better this could be a better experience and not like by complaining you know what I mean sometimes it's just like oh what if we opened the shades instead of sitting in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if we spent $50 and got a new blanket to replace this old blanket? Just like that kind of stuff where like, it took me until last year. I'm, I'm about to turn 36. It took me till my 35th year to be like, okay, I I'm employed steadily. I don't, I'm, and this is like, there's like a degree of financial privilege to this, but I think a small enough one that I don't feel gross saying it, but it's like when there's a, a hole in my sock i'm gonna throw it out as soon as i notice that not when it becomes an an anklet yes <laughs> yes even if i don't have another sock to pair it with because you know even if it wasn't from like a six pack even if i bought this pair of socks and it's just the two of them once there's a hole they're done they're yep. dead to me and it took me so long to realize like that that i can just either live without this sock or like buy a new sock. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought I had the same thing with when it comes to clothes. It's like, you don't have to wear this until people comment on how stretched out it is. Yes. You know, you can, you can buy something nicer. You could or, or donate do, your clothes. Do without, you know, like right. you could do all these like little things you can do. <laughs> it's like the idea of, um, right. Like, Oh shoot. This, um, it's even, there's a different thing if like it's a beloved sweatshirt and it's getting a little threadbare yeah. versus like, Oh, I have a pair of jeans with like a noticeable hole in the crotch. And like, I, I can afford a new pair of jeans. So I will get a new pair of jeans instead of wearing it until people point it out. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dude, the and jeans thing. I relate to that jeans thing because that's what I do. I wear jeans until like the hole in the crotch area is just too noticeable. Yeah, until <laughs> like, it's just like a also, waist and a zipper. Okay, yes, I, exactly. I need to ask because this is, a, cod piece. <laughs> this is a problem for women's jeans as well. What are they doing with the design that like that's where pants wear out all the time? Like I why? Guess you're it's rubbing right okay. yeah there's like a lot of rubbing it's like can we figure out a better yeah. system for and this? you can't i feel like it would get so uh sweaty if they like reinforced it with double <laughs> denim in the crotch yes well it's like imagine the elbow patches putting your like crotch yeah, yeah, area yeah, yeah. oh I'm god kind of, it's like I'm, a they tan they circle professor crotch yeah <laughs> <laughs> there are two types of professors the professors with the patches on their elbow and the professor the professors with the patches on i their teach top. philosophy and i fuck yeah <laughs> Ron, you were saying about your feet in barcelona oh yeah so okay so that happened to me and then the literal exact same thing happened to my mom like a month ago where she was like she just went on she was just walking a lot like in the neighborhood and stuff and she developed the same thing and she went to her doctor 
like immediately. She yeah. was like, I couldn't walk, so I went to the doctor. But you were in like, Spain and you couldn't walk. No, I could walk. I walk. I mean, I was. I mean, I could walk, but I could have easily gone to like a general practitioner. They yeah. have like it's free. Like I could have done something to take care of my foot and like enjoyed the festival more. But I didn't because I was like, whatever. And when I got home, it still hurt. So I was like, oh, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. No, I'll just yeah, wait. No. And my mom was just like, immediately, I'm going to the doctor. And the doctor was like, just put ice on it. Wait a few days. We'll be fine. Yeah. But that's the whole point is that like she was like, this hurts. I need to take care of myself. How about I go to the doctor? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Just step by step by step. Rohan, you, you deserve to go to the doctor. Thank you. I mean, we I all do think Medicare there, for There's all. another thing, too, because I don't want it to just be like, I don't want to just feel like to leave this part of the conversation out. Yeah. But part of it is, I think, that my my wife has diabetes and she's very attuned to mm -hmm. like when something is bad about how I feel, it could be part of a bigger thing. And, yes. and so I think there is like, again, the, not to like hammer this nail too hard or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not an expression. Um, <laughs> but like the relative privilege of like, of uh, health that where I'm not, I don't have like a chronic issue that could become very dangerous all of a sudden. So yeah. I think there's that level of also like yeah. when something is bad, I'm just like, well, this stinks, but I, I'm not like, uh oh, what does it mean? Uh, yeah. Because it's never meant anything. I definitely think that that is a masculine type of quality. I don't know why. And I don't, I think it's just because like seeking help is in general as um, uh, is frowned upon as a man, <laughs> like in general, seek for whatever it is is not necessarily uh, yeah, great. I, I so think I think men are often socialized this way. I think it's yeah. like kind of a, a sports thing, right? Like yeah. you even here with like professional athletes, like if you, if like I tore my rotator cuff, I don't even know if I'm pointing to my rotator cuff. I don't know. I, I don't know. If I'm going to say you are, Josh. Cuff, there would be no advantage to not getting treatment, right? Yeah. But like when there's a baseball player, it's like, oh, I can't believe he didn't play. Like he should have yeah. played through the team needed him. And it's like the idea of like um, your physical pain and your health being something to be like transcended and, and worked through as opposed to like repaired and and treated with like nurture and and help. Yeah, and uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, they, I think this and, is why you guys die sooner, men. For sure, oh, it man. is. I mean, I think there is a thing about like men not going to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I I remember I went to the dentist last year for the first time in six years. So like, how, that how is, was that? It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> like it sucked. I mean, I had a cavity, but like it was it felt good, good. <laughs> like if it, it was like oh you cleaned my teeth you like gave me new floss you like told me some things that i need to be doing better it's like great awesome i need that <laughs> I, but I didn't go I because to. it's like eh, what well, i i got it don't worry yeah, exactly. you don't got it yeah right <laughs> you don't got it i'm not a dentist yeah no yeah <laughs> You don't got it. It's I'm looking at your yeah. teeth right now. They're horrible. I don't have these skills. I don't have <laughs> the de dentist skills. It's true. And I think in the pandemic, it's, I, do you think it's more height in the pandemic or oh, yeah. less height? For yeah, sure. I think For me so it too. is. I like, I had to go, because, especially because if I'm feeling generally okay, mm -hmm. I feel like there's now like what I was saying earlier of like, there's no risk to seeking treatment usually yeah. or uh, compared to not. And, and now I feel like there kind of is right. Like the, to go to like urgent care, if you're like, mm -hmm. I have like 
kind of maybe an ear infection or like a maybe a um, sinus thing, like to just go the first the first sign of feeling bad it feels like oh i'm putting myself at risk for more stuff like i shouldn't right. go anywhere so yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna let this resolve itself i've i've been to i've had one i've seen one doctor this uh, the, through the pandemic and that was only because i needed to get my um it wasn't even an exam it was like a vision test that i had to take because my driver's license was expiring and i had to prove that i could see with my glasses on <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I so I didn't get an exam, but you go in for five minutes and the, take this New York State. Like, I was worried. I like truly was like, I think I failed that. And she was like, you passed. And I was like, I'm not going to lick this gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. I can't see the mouth. <laughs> it's just like a guy wearing, it's just like Andrew Cuomo with a mask on. And you're like, is he wearing a mask or is he not wearing a mask? <laughs> nice. I yeah. have to go to the dentist on Monday. Uh, because I'm having like tooth pain or whatever, and I'm terrified. I'm on it. Like, I get, yeah, oh, sure, of course. Like, because you have, like, this is the one part of my body, like, that you, I have to take my mask off because you have to get in here. Okay. Yeah. Women are so good at seeing a doctor, honestly. Yeah. My wife is <laughs> amazing. So good at it. it. And her life is so much better because of it. <laughs> I know. Mine would be better if I did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Do you guys just it like have pain and you just are like, uh, not I'm in pain. always. Okay, yeah. good. I was like, this are you summer... in constant agony? No, <laughs> What's no, going no, no, on? No. But this summer, I um, I hurt my back a little bit just from like a week of sitting wrong. That's how old I am. <laughs> it's just sitting. You know the the lowest impact activity. Yeah. Um, I uh. I was sitting weird for, for like a week working from like sitting on a floor instead of using a desk and, mm -hmm. or like, which I usually do is just sitting on my couch this year. And, um, and it felt bad. And I like my wife, Maris is very smart. was like, you should ice it. And I was like, great idea. So I, I would ice it and, you know, take Advil. And like, I was, I, I was tending to it in like a, like a low key at home over the counter way, but it like, I think partly because of the pandemic, I was like, let's like Rohan was saying, I was like, let's see where this is in like a week. Mm -hmm. um, like instead of calling my doctor and being like, hey, can we make an appointment for a week from now uh, or like five days from now and see and if it hasn't cleared up, we'll go in. I was just like, well, we'll cross this bridge. Uh, <laughs> we're already at it, but we'll cross yeah. this bridge after waiting at it for a week. Yeah, I'm treating it like a drawbridge. That's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cross this bridge when it comes to us. Yeah. <laughs> But then like, it's so funny because like when I was unemployed and then people are like, do you have health insurance? I was like, no, why would I, why would I do that? I don't need, that's fine. You do and need then, it. And you yeah, of course it. I need it. But every woman I know who's unemployed is just like, man, this insurance thing is going to be a real nightmare. Like I got to see my doctor, then I'm going to have to see a new doctor. And it's like all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, wow, you guys really care about your health, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you ladies really care about your health, huh? You, okay. My Sorry. My last general practitioner mm -hmm. was, I was like, I can't go back to this guy. So I need to find a new doctor. And I haven't been to the doctor in like too long, but my last general practitioner was like old and sexist. Yeah. And told me I was like overweight in a way that he was like, well, if your weight stays like this, 
it will be like an insurance issue. Like it, like if you like, so you have to like, like for in the future, it'll like make yeah. your insurance cost more. And I was like, well, then I can't let you know how much I weigh. And then I just didn't go back. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I was like, I can't be like risking my future by being healthy for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, or by not, or by being the same for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, he wasn't like you have, like my cholesterol was good. He was just like, well, you're, um, you weigh this many pounds for how tall you are. And so this could be, this is like just a financial issue. And I was like, it, it, you know, if you keep coming back and like this stays the same. And I was like, well, then I can't give I you can't more come data back. points. Yeah. This. yeah, that's that's my solution. Yeah, that's that's the smart solution. I don't that's see not, it. It's not the smart solution. It's not. <laughs> and then he said, how's your hearing? And I said, I, I think it's good. And he said, as long as you can still hear your wife complain, it's fine. Oh, and I was like, man. what kind of like. How old are you? Yeah. Like what like he he's like the the doctor from like the old world Italy scenes in The Godfather. Yeah. Was he smoking a cigarette while he was giving you his advice? <laughs> he actually made me smoke a cigarette. <laughs> he was like, take two of these and call me yeah. in the morning. <laughs> it's always so interesting to me when men give, like that was like a trope in comedy for a long time. Like, oh, my wife. And it's yeah. like, you're very clearly outlining the reasons why she's mad. Like when yeah. you say these things, <laughs> she's mad because she has to deal with you all the time. Like that's obvious. Like. Think this through. It just all that, I think that always makes also kind of sad about that is how many men could relate to that person saying it. That's why it was so popular for so many years. Right. It's like, yeah, we, right. and it's like, we yeah, hate each other. It's so funny. <laughs> right. Right. There's like, there's so much stand up that I, sorry to like keep coming back to, to stand up no, stuff. Of course. There's so much stand up I've watched throughout my um, 6,000 years of doing stand up um, where I'm just like, I just like sit in the back of the room, like drinking a soda or whatever, being like, you should get divorced, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the solution to this bit. Like, cause it's like not, it's not like a, there's not fun. No. I, I watched a guy headline when I was like, kind of the last time I was like out on the road featuring regularly, yeah. it was probably like the 2012 or 2013. And, uh, the headliner that I was working with was just like vicious about his marriage. And I was like, this is like, people were laughing, but it was like almost like Lewis Black's level of anger, oh, like no. about his wife's actual personality oh, and not no. just like cartoonish things to get uh, no. mad about. And then like I saw from Facebook, like within a year they were divorced. Yeah, like, yeah, as they should have of been. Course. Yeah. You shouldn't Holy. subject her to you if this is how you feel about her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone hates me, please just stay away from me. You don't be married but, to me. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that that comedy is going to make like a roaring return after the pandemic because everyone's stuck inside with each other. And so they're just going to be like, oh, man, when you did that, when my wife asked me to pick up my clothes in the bathroom after I took a shower and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, I relate to that. Yeah, because like, oh, everyone's God. life is so much more domestic. I mm. love like every 10 years people reinvent hack stuff like it's yes. new. I think that's always really funny. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's just a it's just a giant circle <laughs> of all the same things. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious to hear like what people's new, not complaints, but like what the new like 
relatable stresses are not in a like my fucking wife way but in like because i've had i've been so fortunate in that i'm have a good wife yeah because who's the best and like we get along so well and that like the the last 10 months or whatever like the only thing that i would even like deign to call a bright spot is that normally we're both traveling and working and working late and you know we would see each other for dinner a couple nights a week or like I would come in late from work and then stand up at like 10 and she'd be in bed already and like we're just together so much more and we like talk all day. not like we were estranged before sure, but yeah, yeah, we yeah. have so many more like in-person conversations we play board games we watch so much more tv together just like cook meals at home much more and it's you know all of them basically and uh it's that has been really lovely but i can imagine that if that that like people in partnerships that feel less like um harmonious have like that this year has really like brought that out of people Oh man. It's so funny you said that, Josh, because I started dating my girlfriend during the pandemic. Wow. And we literally talked about the opposite problem where we're like, oh, like we've been spending so much time together and we really love it. And it's like, oh, this has been great. But like when because we're both, you know, she has a, a very active social life and you know, I'm comedy and social life and all that. It's like, how are we gonna navigate when we don't have to spend all this time together? Mm-hmm. Like, how are we going to decide to be like okay, right, like tonight is date night or like, hey, let's do something together like we used to during the pandemic right. or like, or let's like, do this together. We both have things tonight and like, are we going to go to yours first than mine? Are we yeah, yeah, exactly. And we were like, how do we navigate that? And then we both like try to talk about it and we were like, but we're not really going to know until it actually happens. So know. yeah, so like, let's just make sure that we talk about I, it later. I have, this is going to sound monstrous, but like mm-hmm. I'm, I, the number one thing I want for this pandemic the condition is for it to be safe for people to live. Like I think, and I'm not one of the most at risk people physically and my job doesn't put me at risk. So it's like monstrous for me to feel any other way. Right. Obviously like, like (laughs) that is the underlying premise of what I'm about to say, which is that I, I want it to be safe for people. I like, can't wait for, for a vaccine to help it be safe for people that have to go out and then want to go places and, um, you know especially because of the way the federal and state and local governments have like fully abdicated any kind of response that like alleviates how bad this is on people the the cost of healthcare, the the people not working and not being subsidized for that horrible i am also because of because it's been now 10 months of going nowhere i am like i have a little bit of like phobia of like how I'm going to self-regulate when we can go out, when we can go out again. Like just the idea of like, oh, I'm going to have to commute every day, which I didn't love before. Mm -hmm. And now I like, I'm like just how grimy the subway will feel. Yeah, And like, yeah. Keeping up with my pre pandemic schedule, it feels like so unappealing in a lot of ways. And I'm like, really, I'm like, worried I'm, I'm trying to think of like what i will do to hold myself accountable to like continue to do that continue to practice the healthy habits that i've cultivated this year it like yeah. cooking more spending more time with my wife um over scheduling myself less you know yeah. and so i'm like i'm like a little nervous about that and i don't mean like oh i would like it to stay this way forever <laughs> no I, right i'm just like worried about in my own head like how will i keep doing the the 
good things I've developed. I feel you so much looking forward to like the, like it being okay to walk down the street or like for people to go to their jobs and not feel like they're, uh, risking their lives to provide for their family every day. Right. Totally. I, this is, I don't know how this is going to come off and you guys can tell me if I sound like a monster. Mm-hmm. Also Please. just wanted to say, uh, Josh, I don't think you've ever sounded like a monster. And I like that you preface things <laughs> yeah. like that, but people would be like, is this a concern? Um, but for me, it feels like I have often based my value on my busyness and my productivity. And this 10 months has seemed kind of like a, a rehab for that. And I am kind of worried about like effectively leaving rehab and then, yeah, like, am I, I, I feel like I've made progress in here, mm-hmm. um, in my house, you get it, but mm-hmm. I am worried, like, the second this ends, am I going to go right back to, like, putting something in every moment of my yes. schedule so that I get to feel like, no, I did something, look, look how tired I am, I must have been productive. Yep. Like, I totally, I totally agree, and I've, like, I've, um, I in March and April, by April for sure, I'd been like, okay, it looks like we're gonna be here for a little while. I like, what do people do at night? And there's still nights where I'm like, oh, I wish we could like go see friends. Or yeah. I, but like, I am like so much. I've like really made peace with like, oh, some nights you sit home and you watch a bunch of Seinfeld reruns and a movie, and and you cook dinner and you go to bed a little early, and that's great. Yeah. And I'm like really trying to like take that lesson and i again i don't want to say like oh this is like the good thing about this year because like for sure fuck that and fuck yeah. me if i said that <laughs> but i i agree with you in that like i've learned about myself under these conditions um and what i'm worried kenise the same as you i'm worried that like i won't like what i do when i'm given the option to do other things yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i yeah like my like bad ha- i'm also very worried about like my bad habit my fomo coming back up like oh yeah oh god i'm like don't just yeah i've been doing such a good job managing it or because it doesn't exist anymore so it's like oh all right once that happens how am i gonna like manage that that's what i worry about a lot uh, i love the feeling right now that it is it's effectively opposite FOMO where like mm-hmm. someone posted a picture at like a party or something with like multiple people. And I was like, look at this dummy. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to get a disease. I've had a very similar thing where like, um, we, I, cause I feel that way with comedy too, because I, I have a, a comedy job during the day that I'm very fortunate to have and that I love doing, but I also really value working on standup and I really enjoy it. Yeah. And so like when I'm, in or you know when i'm i I can't be doing stand-up for whatever reason normally i'm like oh man like seeing all my friends on instagram working so hard and they're getting so good and i'm like watching their specials and loving them and being like man i wish i had i i wish i were like hitting it this hard and developing this fast and uh and, and you know like not even when there's people that i'm like they're so much better and more capable and prolific than I am. Like, I I wish that I had the time to devote to even get as close to that as I could, even if I'm not capable of getting there. Mm -hmm. And this year when I've seen people like touring, I'm like, oh, I'm so relieved that I don't feel the pressure to do that. The financial pressure, the, the, um, social competitive pressure, because it, it feels like I, uh, you know, putting my, wife at risk is and like i've been so lucky to not have to do that and that has let me like un uncouple my relationship to stand up from like 
other people's progress and yeah. that feels really healthy and I'm like sure so much of that is going to go away <laughs> yes. as soon as like comedy clubs feel like I'm not uh I, like like more responsible to go to yeah oh yeah as soon as I see someone post a picture like when it's responsible and they're like I'm doing this show, I'm like no it's coming back yeah. I, I, like, I can't wait to get to do it and I can't wait for the people who work in this field to like thrive again in a yeah. way that is safe and healthy but I'm also like oh this is this is also going to bring out a part of me that I don't like and the solution <laughs> isn't like for it to not exist when it's safe the solution is for me to like work on myself obviously. yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah doing it yeah exactly uh, oh, yeah that's no sorry, I was gonna ask what are some of the things that you guys have done during quarantine to work on yourselves to intentionally uh, improve the way you think about things or, or anything? I have a few. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. I've like cultivated more hobbies. Like I've, I've not a ton, but I've like intentionally made time and space for the things, for things that are like not career related and that are not like for public consumption. But I don't mean like, you know, super private things. I just mean like, you know, if every time I like cook dinner, it's not to post on Instagram. Although yeah. it's impressive. Mm -hmm. It is to post on Instagram. <laughs> but like, it's, um, you know, that kind of thing is like, I cook way more. I've been, I haven't read a ton of books the last few months, but like, I like in the morning on days where I don't have work scheduled or like, you know, it's my day off and I have like a project to tinker with later. I'll be like, oh, I have these like three long form articles that I've had tabbed and I will sit and read them as opposed to just being like, I'll get to it when I'm not busy. I right. like played some video games a little bit. We've like, we have like kind of a stockpile of a few board games that we've started using more regularly. Um, it's just been a lot of like little things of like, oh, I don't have to fill in all the free time with like, oh, I should write a new pilot or I should, um, like if I have an hour, I have to be working on standup. And yeah. I, I think like that is a real, it's been really nice to, um, to spend time with my wife, to work on stuff that is like just for me to enjoy. Excuse me. I feel like I've, we've watched so much TV this year, which usually like the times people watch tv during the day when they have to get up in the morning early is like you know whatever 7 p.m to yeah. 11 p.m mm -hmm. and i'm just like rarely home then uh with various commitments and so just like sitting down and being like okay i know that that i'm unaccustomed to doing this but i'm going like let's watch let's watch every episode of the flight attendant let's watch all of um We've watched so much good stuff this year. Yeah. Like, and, and instead of just like putting it off, um, to just like do it and enjoy it and like appreciate it and think about it and like all that kind of stuff. Like, I it's like again, I'm so so lucky that I haven't had like harder things to contend with, but I have tried to be really mindful. Like, instead of going, okay, well, I can't do stand up, so I'm going to replace those hours a day with like more different work. As like, I'm going to try to let myself off the hook and like do something gentle and and like stimulating but fun for my brain um that uh in in a way that like f hopefully carries forth into the future that's awesome that's dude. great 
you're like experiencing your life. Cause I think that like for all of us, it's just like when you're doing comedy and you're, you're just like you said, filling your days up with work. Like you just don't have time to like get the experiences that like made you a good comic, you know, that, that made you the person that you are like today. And you don't have like the time to fill those experiences up. So I've been doing like similar things, like going on like walks and like exercising more and like eating food that I wouldn't normally eat and like that kind of stuff. And like, like I have, I mean, I'm in a relationship now and it's like been really nice. And I've like really dove into it, like in a way that I wouldn't have dove dove into it like pre pandemic life. I've been like worrying if I'm, you know, doing the work-life balance correctly but I was like whatever I'm diving into this and it's been nice and so yeah that kind of stuff like the experience of life as much as you can in the pandemic experiencing it has been nice yeah what about you uh so I have done like a a variety of things so I've started exercising which I do irregularly but Mm -hmm. more than I did before even though it's still sort of irregular and then I brought workbooks based on my problems because I was having a hard time finding a therapist and so I brought like okay you have this problem this problem this problem here are workbooks that will be delivered to your door tomorrow okay so work on uh, how I feel about loneliness and how I feel about like self-esteem and not confidence exactly but like um Am I being myself or am I being a version of myself that the other person would like more? Like working on that sort of stuff and trying to parse that out. What based on what you were saying earlier and what you were saying, Rohan, there's a really great podcast that Patrice, twin sister shout out, uh, recommended, which is the myth of meritocracy. It's the it's an episode of the Ezra Klein show. And they talk about how like that didn't used to be the paradigm paradigm where you had to maximize every moment and every moment is supposed to be useful in this way to develop your portfolio as a brand and a person versus like acts of leisure uh so I'm also trying to do acts of leisure and it has involved a lot of tv watching and movie watching which I used to like I went to film school I because I love movies and doing comedy I was seeing significantly fewer movies but this year I've seen so many movies and watched so many television series so just getting kind of rekindling uh that old habit and also like playing games I learned how to play chess this year I did it before the queen's gambit I want to say that because everyone everyone's like okay so you like to jump on a trend it was like (laughs) I was dating someone who tried to push it and then I caved so it's totally different okay (laughs) it's different pressures um so that I've done crosswords a lot on my phone and then the New York Times has like other weird games that I'm just like I will let myself be distracted by this versus just scrolling on Instagram for another yeah. hour. The last month or two, I, cause I, I'm the same way about like, I'll just like scroll on my phone if left to my own devices. And it's, it's not that it's like, that's unproductive time and that I need to be being productive, but I am like, oh, if I'm going to take this hour and I could like maybe enjoy it a little bit, just like messing around on my phone, or I could like play this video game that I you know play NBA 2K for an hour yeah really enjoy myself exactly yeah unplug from like stuff that's stressing me out or um you know watch this watch someone's special that I'd been putting off watching mm-hmm. for, or, or had like hadn't made the time to watch where it's like uh, I I just think I, I've been like so much more mindful of even if it's not unplugging like semi-plugging so that I'm like <laughs> actively doing something to enjoy it rather than going like oh, well, it's only like an hour, so I'll just dick around on the internet. Um, Because like so much of my day is dicking around on the internet, even when I'm doing other stuff, I like need to like pick things that I'll focus on that I can enjoy. I've been doing a game night online with some old 
Boston comedy friends nice. that I've known for like, you know, 15 years. And it's it like the first time I did it, I was like, oh, I forgot about hanging out with people. Yeah. Like, I th- and it felt like that. Like, I miss seeing people in per- in person, but, like, the idea of, like, doing an activity with people, even though it was online, I was like, oh, my, this feels so good. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, uh, yeah, I did that, too, at the beginning. We had, like, a little, like, weekly trivia night, and it felt, like, really nice to do, like, those kind of things. Like, oh, like, and hang out and see people like, you hadn't seen yeah. in a long time. And, like, we've been, we've been, like, once a week or every couple of weeks that's playing awesome. code names online. Yes, I love code names. Yeah, I it's so fun. It's yeah. really fun. I okay. played it once at a party and then forgotten how to play it. And then I got into it again recently. Um, and we bought, we ordered immediately because we were playing it uh, online and ordered the two-person version so that we can play at home with just the Ooh, two of us. Yeah. It's Dude. collaborative. Which okay. Is yeah. It's All a great, right. it's a great. Now, maybe that'll be the, the thing that comes after, after bits about board games. I bet. I bet there's yeah. going to be, I mean, I'm also, I've like, I haven't executed it well but i have really stayed away from writing like pandemic material yeah Mm -hmm. because i feel like someone is going to do a great job like someone's gonna do like a special because like they had a story happen you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. okay yes i got i got pregnant with somebody that i just met and then we got together and had this baby all during the pandemic and it's like well i'm not whatever that you know whoever has the the equivalent (laughs) that sounds so stressful to me i'm so sorry that's like yeah no but i mean that's the story that's gonna pop and yeah i just like uh like Everything's on Zoom now, huh? It's like, who, who cares what I have to say about that? <laughs> that's literally the one bit I have written. The one bit I have written is about how my therapy is over Zoom and I hate it. But that's like, that's like, that's the one bit that's, I can And do. that's really like personal yeah. and specific. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not personal. just like, ugh, no. like Zoom, huh? We're I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It's windows. not even about Zoom. It's just about, it's just, it's. It's, it's about therapy. It's about you. therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, all the personal <laughs> stuff. I had, I've had stuff happen this year mm-hmm. that I've like massaged to feel more relevant. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I, but I, I prefer talking about it just as like regular stuff that's like a little more durable it's because pandemic stuff kind of feels like unless you're again building out an hour or like 20 minutes about it that's like feels really specific to you and your experience yeah um people i i don't like if i were in an audience i don't think i'd want to hear about it that much especially not from like every comic (laughs) yeah Yeah, right that is such uh, a concern and it's yeah and it's like when people write really great political jokes or like topical jokes for stand up, for me, it's like, unless this thing is going to be useful when it's not um, it, it top of mind anymore, like, unless it's such a good bit that it's like, this is going on the album, even if the album's in a year. Yeah. Um, then it's just, otherwise, it's just like kind of a fun opener or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's going to be really interesting to like write and like, get back getting back into the flow of things is in and of itself going to be like a fun thing to write about and a fun thing to experience and like yeah really gonna change the way it's like we're all starting over again we're all starting over and you're gonna notice stuff i think that you didn't notice before and that's gonna be exciting yeah yeah you'll you'll be like out in the world going like oh this has just always been normal and we've just taken it for granted like Mm -hmm. i I, because i think that's the most personally that's really valuable stuff right like stuff about your own life that Mm -hmm. when you tell it to someone they're like what and you're like 
oh, this is interesting to people. I didn't realize because it was just like how I lived my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. So we are coming up on the hour. Yeah. So I wanted to ask... Uh, final thoughts so we just wrap up with like things you've reconsidered things you've thought about or just things you want the listeners to know about you uh do you have any final thoughts after you mean after this conversation today after this i mean it could some people just pull out something random like you know these are my opinions on brazil and you're like oh okay cool but it it is it's good if please don't do brazil josh a lot of guests do brazil oh everyone has opinions we get it yeah exactly i will say i brought this up or i kind of alluded to this earlier but i think i was a little too hard on bald guys with ponytails (laughs) (laughs) i know i think i was a little harsh because it is not an aesthetic that i would personally um aspire to but i do think that i i don't want to come down too hard on it because i think like you should do what makes you feel your best if it doesn't you know infringe on other people's uh rights and, and comfort and stuff mm-hmm. and so i think like bald guys with ponytails whatever mad scientist hair i've known like bernie sanders kind of has a mad yep. scientist hair. That's true. he works for him That's i feel true. like if he went down to the skull it was like you know like shaved it down real close it'd be like what is he doing a bezos is yeah yeah no 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 mm-hmm. agreed um so i think like do doing what makes you feel good and i think that um taught had that conversation earlier really it made me reconsider that i was being a little glib <laughs> about saying that you looked like an old jazz loser <laughs> <laughs> now i'm taking the opposite tack now okay. <laughs> now you do whatever if you do whatever makes you happy couldn't agree more however if one of those if two of those things involves wearing a fedora and wearing like a vest like cool do it do whatever you want to do but also like over time reconsider those choices do you know like mm-hmm. as you evolve as a person, maybe you evolve out of those styles, particularly the vest, the ve- like the satin the vest, vest. Was really oh, the, but not the satin vest. So I was like, the vest was really popular. I want to say two thousand three to yes. two thousand. Oh, at the latest, I want to say twelve when they were going through sort of like a revival of the speakeasy. But since then, um, if you're dressed you like the guy it. from Fall Out Boy now, like. What's his name? Pete Wentz. Is that the guy? Yes, that yeah. is so the guy in like him Now, uh, that's Pete Wentz's look. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's his look. Yep. Go think about other things. There's a whole purview of styles for you. So, uh, you know, this is not my final thought, but I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. It shows for me a lack of imagination uh, to be to have looked at a style that existed that was popular in the 80s and part of the 90s. I mean, Fabio existed uh, and he put it in a ponytail sometimes. Like, I get that. But have the imagination to see things moving forward and see yourself as part of this evolution yes. of fashion. Yeah, Right, to, to look at the present and, and the future and think like, not just this isn't what I'm used to, but like, oh, this these are, there are more, colors on this palette than I'd anticipated. And maybe there's a way that I can sample some of that and like add it to my repertoire mindfully as opposed to just rejecting it as like, yes, is bad. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Yes, that is the a fantastic articulation of yeah. what I mean. Um, I also, man, I need to play more. I play cards. I play spades with my family once a week, but I am, I'm going to try playing games with my friends. And now I know code names is a thing. I code think I'm going to really try fun. to do that intentionally. 
there's an online version of it that oh there is yeah i don't know if it's like bootleg or something but like um shane moss and mike kaplan and and uh micah sherman and maria champa and uh, a few other people off and on have been have put me onto it and we've been playing it's been super fun that oh, rules yeah. all right and it's like people i mean like all those folks are like people that i've known since like the mid aughts yeah and it just like I, I hear all those names and i'm like those are the people that when we started cunis and i started yeah yeah those are oh like, man those I are mean, the I, famous people those are the famous people like truly everyone yeah. one of the people i'm like oh my god if i saw those people i'd be like oh i still am so <laughs> nervous around people that were like oh, this person's about to break big like yeah 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 seven or years like, ago but i'm like oh no i can't talk to them yeah <laughs> shane said, when shane the, i don't know that I hope this story lands right because he said <laughs> one of the funniest things that I've ever heard. It was like a, such a sweet night. He had taped, I don't think it was his first spot on Conan, but it was like second or third. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and it was during the Boston Comedy Festival. And we were all downtown because the shows were at the Hard Rock that year. Oh, yes. And, oh, my God. Yeah. A, not a great <laughs> venue no. for comedy, even when it's packed. But like if it's yeah. half full, not great um i don't even know if it exists anymore i guess it must i I think um, it does we were at the hard rock and we were they they wouldn't change the channel they were like contractually we have to keep the channel on what it is or something on the tvs so we went to what's the name of that the mexican place zuma's we went to zuma's and they said they would put on uh shane's conan so we could all watch together and everyone was so excited that's super so sweet just like friends from boston friends who are out of town we're like shane's on conan we're all going down to watch and (laughs) we're uh everyone was so excited and and it just felt like so warm and nice and shane turned i think just said this to me and i laugh about it like every time i think about it he goes man this is what it's all about and i was like yeah and then he goes as a joke fully joking goes being on TV and feeling better than everyone. <laughs> and it's like one of the funniest things we were just laughing. And it's like one of my favorite nights in comedy, my favorite moments. And um, and, and just to like, and that must have been, you know, couldn't have been more recently than like seven years ago, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine years ago. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I like value those friendships so much. And that's something that this year has like, brought out it's like because you're not just like seeing who's around right mm-hmm. you're not just like oh i hang out with whoever's like booked on shows with me or whatever yeah it's like you have to be so mindful to like maintain connections with people and so like people i've known for a long time or people that i've like gotten to know really well recently it just like both feel so um important and i feel so like fortunate to have those relationships no i hear you oh, yeah. i feel the same way 2020 yeah. was about deepening relationships what this uh, Okay, this is an additional thing, but I'm still going to ask it. it. What is 2021 going to be about for you? Rohan, go. Oh, 2021, it's going to be about implementing all of my good habits in real life because we're coming back to this post-pandemic life. And it's about preparing myself like properly to come back into the fold and start over in a more productive way, in a way that now that I know all of my bad habits, go through the pandemic and trying to, or sorry, the, the whatever, resuming life, and trying to overcome and like diminish the bad habits that I had. That's what 2021 is going to be about. All right, Josh, what's your 2021 going to be about? I feel very similarly. That was absolutely what I would have said. And I will add like continuing to be uh, 
politically engaged and plugged in and like yeah. literate mm-hmm. even when i have like more opportunity to like go places and do things and and have like planned leisure and um and have work obligations that are like spreading me a little more thin to like not use that as an oblig as an excuse rather to um check out a little bit and not and not focus on like real local grassroots stuff that i've been like increasingly plugged into this year yeah no that's a great point i'm copying both of those answers that's my 2021 all right this (laughs) has been love about town josh where can people find you on the internet Oh gosh, I, sometimes I wish they wouldn't, but <laughs> I'm at Josh Gondelman, G-O-N-D-E-L man uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm too bald for TikTok legally, they told me. Um, Same. And yeah. <laughs> Same. I did the, I did the nod. <laughs> to Ron. Um, and I have a podcast called Make My Day. It's a comedy game show with uh, one guest or a team of guests every week so that they're guaranteed to win. Yes. It was just uh celebrated by NPR as one of the best. Yeah, very nice. Linda Holmes um so Linda cool. Holmes shouted it out in her piece that mine and alongside um Mike Berbiglia's podcast, which is great. Uh working it out. Um which was like so sweet. I'm like I've been such a Berbiglia fan for so long. That's that it. rocks. Rohan, yeah. where can people find you on the uh, Rohan Padia, cool guy on Instagram, and then I am Rohan Cool Guy on Twitter and uh the podcast. So listen to the podcast and then like it. And rate it and review it. This podcast. <laughs> the one that people are listening to right now. Listen He's telling to them right to continue now. listening. Listen to it. This is where you can find me and my. Why are you pointing down? I don't know. Are you, you acting like see. you're in a YouTube video? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like rate, and review subscribe. Click the link below. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. And let's like say nice things and, and email us. What's the email, Kenise? It's loveabouttownpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the plugs. It's a very long email address, but yeah. you know words. You'll get it. I'm mm-hmm. Kenise Mobley on all the platforms. Uh, yes, like, rate, review, subscribe. Also, if you like this podcast and think this banter is all right, check out Make Yourself Cry, an uh, Instagram live show that Josh has been on, that Rohan, you were going to so do on fun. Christmas. Thank yeah. you so much for doing it. I know it's like a, hey, show me things that make you emotionally upset. <laughs> but I we think did it. Fun. We really got into it. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so listen to that. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Love about town. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.